Hello, and welcome to another episode of Topical Brainstorm. My name is Christian Larson. I'm here with Garrett Fox. As always, <laughs> we are together in person today, which is a treat. It's always fun. I like to think it helps us because I can know when you're going to talk and read your body language and. Yeah. No, I think it's it's definite. It's a definite different experience. Yeah. Because of that, it's a lot easier to just have a real conversation. <laughs> we are going to cover the first law of the four laws of atomic habits, book by James Clear we're going through. Uh, I really like this section. I like this book. But before we jump into that, I have some stats and Garrett wants me to share them to uh, for accountability. <laughs> but a few episodes ago, as I was editing, I tallied up all of the filler words we use when we can't think of what we really want to say. <laughs> so, Which, by the way, happens a lot. It does. Very frequently. <laughs> I, so, one category, ums. Every time one of us said um or eh. And Garrett, in I think it was about a 50-minute episode... Garrett only used um 22 times. Wow. That's actually, I'm impressed. And let me count mine up. 78 times is how many wow. times I said um. Yeah. So I am way worse That's than That's crazy. One, I was doing much better, but near the end of the episode, I told two stories, which was about five or six minutes total of talking time. And I just was going crazy, tallying up all of the ums and the other ones I'll get to. The other ones I counted. When I edit, I actually edit most of those out because they drive me nuts. So I edit some of them out. I, I edit the bad ones. a lot of the, like the real egregious ones yeah. where it's like, um, and then there's like a five second pause. <laughs> I'm like, all right, edit, uh, splice together. Yeah. I should go back and tally them up on an episode that you edited. Oh. But another one, something like that, that phrase, I used that phrase once really early on, so I thought I was going to use it a lot. I only used it once. You didn't use it at all, so that's pretty useless. Wait, which phrase? Something like that. Something when like you that. you add that on at the end of a sentence because you didn't wrap it up nice, you know? Okay. <clears throat> another that's one fair. was, you know, I just did that as well. <laughs> when I say something, I'm like, you know? Yeah. Right? I combined those. I said that 34 times. You said it four times. Wow. Yeah. I will say I did take a public speaking class, which kind of drilled a lot of this out of me. That's good. Although last episode that that I was editing, it was egregious how many times I said, um, I think it was because I just wasn't as prepared for that episode as I like to be. So I think that really contributed to the ums. And I think this was on Untethered Soul, which was a book I did not enjoy very much. So maybe that's a part of it that I was not prepared. Uh, Another one I counted was the word yeah, but used just as a a filler. When you're like, yeah, and then you say something. And then you go into your sentence. That one, I did 11, you did 12. So pretty even on that one. Wow. The word like... I feel like I'm going to be bad at that. You were 12. I was 22. So you wow. Had to there too. <laughs> the one that I beat you on was the word. And this one 
is less egregious, to use your word maybe, in my mind, but the word so, but only used as a filler. Oh. When And you, you did it seven times. I only did it once, but you were like, so. Okay. And it was kind of obvious. Did you count? So my filler word that I use mostly is basically. Oh, I, I say that a lot. That you should have counted that one because that one, that <laughs> one you'll beat me on for sure. Anyway, to be accountable, if any of you fans want to tally up those for us, tally those up for us, feel free. If not, we're just going to try to improve. Yes. <laughs> Especially on my side of things, I need to improve. <laughs> hey, uh, I definitely need to get better at that as well. Yeah. Um, Irregardless, should we start? I hate you. Do you have any, do you have any <laughs> updates on your life? Uh, no, I'm still living in the same apartment. Still married. Still married. Um, yeah, we're actually at my apartment right now recording this. It's a nice day, turning to night. You guys got a nice view. I Honestly, it feels like a motel a little bit, just because you look out that. the window and there's a pool. There's a yeah. light right outside our, our door, and if you listen carefully... You can hear it buzzing all the time. <laughs> it is so loud. When you leave, we'll open that door and you'll you'll be able to hear it. Right. It is crazy. Motel vibes. Um, yeah, but it's nice. It's good for the price. Nice for the price. Yeah, I got two bedrooms. Yeah. It took me and Kylie years to get two bedrooms. Dude, it's a game changer. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I've never had the game be different, but... Yeah. Yeah. Anything cool. new with you? Not really. I don't know if we want to report on our habits, but... Oh, yeah. I could go first. And I, I've i been taking my notes on an Excel sheet, and now that I'm at Garrett's house, I just have a picture of it, so... And I didn't listen to our... re-listen to our last episode, but I know I talked about physical health, just fitness and everything. I think you also mentioned reading. And I think we had the same goals. Yeah. I... I don't know if I mentioned reading. Maybe not. I've been trying to read my scriptures. I've been tracking that one on the... Yeah. Which we could talk about that. Yeah, too, that's but. a good idea. And that's been going well. But the main one that I'm focusing on... I'm, okay, I'm focusing on studying for my CPA and trying to get up at 6 every day. Oh, yeah. How's that? Which I don't think I got up at 6 once this week. I got up at 6.09 once and 6.18 once. <laughs> I think I got up at 6.36 today. So the snooze button beat me this week. Yeah. I've been trying to only set a single alarm because I think that motivates me to... Because if I know I have one set at 6.30, it's so easy to just turn it off. Like, oh, I have another alarm set. Oh, it'll wake me up. But if I only have one set at 6 and I know that, I know I can't turn it off. And it worked for a while. I got up at six, two or three weeks ago for eight work days straight. But this week, the snooze button got the best of me. Yeah. So I need to figure out, I wonder if there's a way to disable the snooze button. Probably not. That's a dangerous game, though. Not that dangerous. Because uh, I... For me, that's dangerous. You have to be at work at a certain time. Yeah. But I'm just trying to get up at six for my own purposes and if I miss it or sleep in until 8 or whatever it sucks but it's just time that I have to make up somewhere else but 
Yeah, maybe I should get a real alarm clock. Although those have snooze buttons too. Yeah. Kylie would hate it. Well, I think, (laughs) honestly, I've thought about this. You you have a Fitbit, right? I do. You can put an alarm on there, and then you have to disable it. I think you can set it to only disable with your phone. Oh. Um, But I'm actually not sure about that. Anyway, you could leave your alarm, you leave your phone on the other side of the room. There's that classic trick. And if you don't want to do that, you buy a real alarm clock and put that across the room. Yeah. And set it to go off like a minute after your phone just to really piss you off. (laughs) Those are good ideas. Yeah. I used to always keep my phone right next to my bed because my wife was working night shifts once in a while. It's like, what if something goes wrong and she calls me? Which, again, I could just leave the sound on and go across the room. But now that she's not working night shifts, I should reconsider that strategy. That's a good idea. Yeah, not a bad one. I also have been exercising. I wasn't... I didn't do it six days a week like your goal. Hey, I didn't do it six days a week either. (laughs) (laughs) But I went on a couple runs, and I I don't think I went to the gym, but I did some push-ups and stuff at my house. Yeah. Kylie has this workout program that's like Kayla It Signs or something is her name, and it's like <laughs> get your bikini body ready or something. <laughs> and uh, we did one of those workouts this week, which is they're they're tough workouts. They're the kind where you they give you a circuit and you have to go for seven minutes straight. Oh man! And then another circuit for seven minutes, and then seven minutes and seven minutes. So it's twenty eight minutes total. But we're always just dying by the end, yeah. and like. And uh, you're supposed to do, like, 10 push-ups and then 15 squats. And by the last seven minutes, the 10 push-ups take, like, three minutes because you're just <laughs> so gassed. But yeah. Anyway, overall, I would say I'm trending up in the amount of exercise I'm getting. Yeah. And the runs I went on were, were good. I ran basically two 5Ks. Not super fast. But oh, I, can run a, I can run a 5K at a nine-minute pace still. Do you... Which is a good baseline to start at, and I'm hoping to run more consistently. Do you feel like any of the things we've talked about so far have helped you to increase your these habits in your life? Or uh, Yeah. One specifically that I was trying to decide whether to talk about it now or talk about it once we get to that part in the book, because, again, I finished the book already. But he gives the strategy... Did I talk about this last episode of a salesman who has a bunch of paper clips? And I don't he, know this. I haven't read that. Part. It's a story later in the book. I guess I'll share it. He talks about a banker who got hired at a bank, was just a regular guy, but he had one habit every day, and it was a cup full of 180 paper clips, and he made that many sales calls every day, and he would move one paper clip over to the other cup every single time. And because of that, he, you know, within not that much long, not that much time, he was, you know, president of the bank or whatever (laughs) it was. He's very wealthy, you know, guy because of that strategy and that habit. And he was able to track it that way. So I took that idea and I went and bought, I was trying to find marbles, (laughs) but Walmart doesn't have marbles, I guess. So I found this big old thing of wooden beads. And I only wanted 25 of them. So if anyone needs, like, a couple hundred wooden beads, <laughs> I've got it. But <clears throat> I put 25 wooden beads in a little in a little container that I also bought at Walmart. 
that's like this big. And then I bought another one. And I do like sets of push-ups or sets of squats just during my work day when I'm working at home. And then every time I do 10 push-ups or whatever, I move a beat over. Like today I did 250 so push-ups. 25 sets of something? Yeah. Throughout that's the day. That's crazy. Which, and, and sometimes, sometimes I just do mixing them up. Sometimes I do all push-ups or whatever. But it's been kind of fun. It makes it feel like I'm, it makes it feel like I'm accomplishing something. And, uh, it's just like a little bit of extra exercise. I'm sure someone who's way into fitness is probably, would probably say it's a bad strategy to gain muscle or whatever, but it's not really my goal right now. I just want to be a little more active than I am currently. So yeah, so that's been a good strategy. Wow. So far. That's cool. Yeah. What Um, about you? Well, my habits, I said that I wanted to work out six days a week. I think I'm going to have to amend that. That sounds more like a goal to me than a Yeah. I do. I want to be healthier. I want to drop a few pounds. So that is a goal. Yeah, I just weighed myself in your bathroom. You didn't like it? (laughs) Do you? I ran two 5Ks. I thought I'd lose like six pounds. (laughs) (laughs) We do have a scale. Michael, 5K means five kilometers, not 5,000 miles. (laughs) Um, I, I, I did work out a lot more. I think I worked out three days last week since we recorded, which was like Wednesday last week or something. Yeah. And then this week I've worked out every day except Sunday and last night because I watched the jazz game. Mm. Should have worked out instead. Um, heartbreaker. (laughs) So I'm doing a lot better. I still think I want to have that goal of, like, a number of times to work out. I, I don't think it's six, though. Yeah. I'm thinking the magic number is, like, four. I can do four days a week for sure. So four to six, somewhere in between there. Um, but the 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 identity I want to have is just that of a more healthy person. I've been eating a lot better since I've been married. <laughs> I eat vegetables pretty much every night. I've eaten so much broccoli and carrots and cauliflower, which is pretty good. I like cauliflower. You know, it gets a bad rap, but it's not bad. (laughs) So there's that. And then I've been reading a lot more. I've taken a new strategy with this book that we're reading as well, where instead of reading it all at once, I'm reading it in chunks. The part we discuss, I used I used to just read it all through and then take notes as I do that. I'm trying to just read chunks of each part, like every day or every other day, and I feel like I'm retaining it a lot better. Yeah. I can actually recall things from the book instead of being like, "What? I don't remember that." Whenever you say, it. <laughs> whenever you talk about a story, so that's good. So I've been reading a lot more. I think another goal. Uh, or habit that I'd like to develop is uh, going to bed at a decent time because that is the root of my getting up late is I'm just so tired and that's because I go to bed later than I should. I really should go to bed at like 10. Uh, I think 10 is probably a little unreasonable for me. I'm thinking if I can get in bed before 11... On most nights, there's one night 
I do play basketball, so I'm out late that night. But if I can get into bed before 11 every night, I think I'll be doing solid. So I think I'm going to make that a habit um, and see if that helps with my tiredness. Nice. And my desire to work out. Yeah, having a worse, uh, a worse, a wife nurse who works night shifts, <laughs> a wife that is a nurse who works night shifts, that makes going to bed early just about impossible in you my think experience. So? <laughs> I, that was very hard for me, for us, with me and Kylie. Honestly, so <laughs> Michaela does really well at adjusting. Like, she'll. She'll come home and sleep for a few hours on, like, her last shift of the of the yeah. week. And then she'll stay up until it's time to go to bed. Uh, and she adjusts pretty quickly that way. And honestly, when she's here, we go to bed earlier than when I'm alone. When I'm alone, I just stay up and watch YouTube, which is what I used to do, you know, in college. So yeah. I'm sure that's it's a deeply ingrained habit that I need to... Uh, break okay. so well interesting cool. we've had some different experiences but yeah well and that's one also obviously if I'm trying to get up at six every day my bed routine and my habits around going to bed are very important in that yeah and it's only been recently that now that Kylie is working essentially nine to five that we've been going to bed earlier and She's also seen the value in, in going to bed earlier, which I'm really happy about. <laughs> and it's been good, and we're still trying to figure out a system that works for us, but um, but it's been nice, and it's allowed me to get up at closer to 6 to study in the morning better. But we are already 20 minutes in, so we better get started on the yeah. content, the topic of the day. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> so this week's... Uh part has four chapters in it and the whole part is titled the first law make it obvious so this is the idea that if you want a habit you need to make that habit obvious like there's no other thing you do at this specific time or in this specific place Uh, and he gives a few examples like if you want to practice your guitar you leave your guitar in a very obvious place like on the couch or in the middle of the room instead of in your closet that's pretty common sense if you think about it i don't know what what do you think did i describe that well or yeah for sure and one thing that i liked about this chapter is he talks about he goes back to that (laughs) cycle of cue craving response reward and how a lot of the habits that we already have are so ingrained in us and the cues are so small that we hard we don't even recognize them anymore. And that is a double-edged sword because that's what allows you to build good habits, right? If you get to the point where things are so automatic that you can build a good habit and just stick with it, right? But Well, at that point, it's already built. Yeah, that, that habit's there. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Sorry. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't I know. I used the word built wrong. It doesn't anyway, matter. <laughs> irregardless, the, 
it's it can be bad because you can have a lot of bad habits that you don't even realize you have or that you don't recognize the cue and you just do it automatically so it can be hard to break those bad habits and that's how the 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 law of make it obvious can work against you but and one habit that I've developed since and I've been a lot more consistent with it lately. I haven't talked about it, but flossing, mm, right? It's, really? And this I got from one, Garrett suggested, you suggested this book like a year ago, two years ago, that we should do it. This book? That this we're book, now? yeah. And I Googled the author and found a YouTube video of an interview, and he talked about flossing. And he, he was just like, set your floss next to your toothbrush. And that's what I did. And now floss is just there. So it's like, I should floss. <laughs> and I floss, I floss most days now. Wow. Which never in my life until about two months ago, I could you, say. You wouldn't have identified yourself as a flosser. No, now. I'm now a flosser and it's wow. pretty easy. I, it just, I pick it up either before do or after you, I brush my teeth. Do and you I use like the floss that you get out of the, like a long string or do you use those flosser things? No, I get the string. Cause I got a I got a permanent retainer. I do too, which is a thing. part of the reason I never floss. Is yeah, because I hate that thing. I'm good at it now though. Yeah. And my teeth are kind of crooked. The retainer didn't do its job very well, <laughs> so I have a pretty big gap. I can stick the hole through uh, okay. on the bottom. <laughs> but setting out floss like that just made it obvious. It made it really easy, and I kind of just automatically developed that habit because of it so yeah he gives an example of himself he used to buy a lot of apples and he'd throw them in the back of his fridge and then he'd forget about them and then he was like you know i'm just gonna buy a bowl a decorative bowl and put it on the kitchen counter and fill that full of apples and then he started to eat like three apples a day that's too many i just said like twice so that's great he's gonna keep too many doctors away eating three apples a day. I know. So, yeah. Uh, which, I mean, kind of fits in with this first chapter. Uh, not really. But the first chapter is called The Man Who Didn't Look Right. And the idea that I took from this chapter was that if you do something enough, if you get that habit, whatever it is, you'll become really good at it. This chapter... He tells a story about a paramedic who saw her father-in-law who just didn't look right. And she said, hey, you need to go to the hospital. You don't look right. And he ended up going, realized he was about to have a heart attack. She saved his life because he was at the hospital early. She was able to do that and identify why he didn't look right. Even though she couldn't put her finger on on why, she just knew that he didn't look right because she had worked with so many people that had these heart attacks that she could. She just knew. She looked at him and she knew. And that's what these habits can do for you. They can, they can allow you to, you know, just know things. I guess. <laughs> I, just I don't, know things. I, I don't know how to say it better. Like. Habits in your life are just good. And one thing he suggests is this habit scorecard. You just pay attention to your life and you you write down your habits and you write whether it's a negative, a positive, or just a neutral habit that you have. And I've actually done that. I found that interesting. So I he gives you a template that you can fill out. And I did that. And I found that I pressed the snooze button a lot. 
which I, you know, knew, but I just never kept track of it. And it's egregious how many times. <laughs> You're loving that word today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so, but not only that, I also, when I do finally sit up, I'll check my phone. And I'll play on that for like 10 minutes. And then I'm like 20 minutes late for work, which is fine because no one cares as long as I stay 20 <laughs> minutes later. So, I don't know. I feel like... It's just a bad habit, and the habit scorecard really is helpful to help rate your habits, whether they're positive, negative, or neutral. And then there's other strategies you can use once you identify those habits to either build upon them, to cut them out of your life, or to build new habits along with the habits you already have, which is called habit stacking. Have you habit stacked at all? No, that's one that I was hoping to get some uh, some advice from you on. But yeah, I liked the the key idea in that is you have to you have to sit back and observe yourself. Observe yourself. Am I saying that right? It sounds observe. strange. Observe yeah. yourself. So so that you can recognize the little habits that you have and the big ones. And I like the idea of that scorecard. Uh, I need to go back and do that. I've also found that. I eat popcorn every day at lunch because it's just there. I was eating popcorn today, and I was like, holy crap, I've eaten popcorn for the last three weeks at lunch every day. Is it buttered? Yeah, it's like movie pop. Well, it doesn't have, like, the movie butter, but it's, like, has this weird butter stuff on it. It's, like, powder stuff. It's pretty good. You pop your own bag, or there's just... They just have a popcorn machine there. Wow fun which is great but i'm sure it's not good for my health you know yeah see there's no thing you you just do automatically without thinking about yeah. it right? to to feed off what garrett said the next chapter talks about that habit stacking idea and it also talks about the first step and this chapter is titled the best way to start a new habit and that best way is to be very specific about what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, where you're going to do it. And he even lays out this, he calls it an implementation intention, which is a long name. But when situation X arises, I will perform response Y. Basically, you tell yourself what you're going to do. You tell yourself what habit you want to develop or start building. <clears throat> and if you do that enough times and if you're specific enough, you're much more likely to, to go through with it. Yeah. I actually think that just to interject real quick, I think that your flossing is a good habit stack because you've paired it with brushing your teeth by just setting it there. So this idea of combining a habit with something else you want to habitize. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that is a, an example of habit stacking. I need to figure out how to apply it to like eating right or something oh, man. I wish I could but <laughs> but you're right that is that is a perfect example because you start by doing that where you are very specific about one habit and then he brings in this idea of habit stacking which is just you start your next habit immediately after you finish your last one you the whole cue craving response reward your response is whatever habit you're trying to build 
there's a reward for it, which can either be natural or something you just reward yourself with. And then if you connect that reward to the next habit, if you make that reward essentially the cue for your next habit, then you can develop a chain of, of good habits and it makes them all easier to, to build and develop. Yeah. That's interesting as well because, like, I just said like. So a lot of people that I know have a habit of praying, but they also have a habit of uh, of saying the same thing in their prayer. Yeah. Which praying in, its, in and of itself is a really good habit. But I don't think praying the same thing every time is. Is as good. Yeah. So it's like, there was again. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is interesting. I wonder if there's a way to solidify a habit and yet break a habit within that habit. I would think you would need, like, put a reminder on your pillow. Yeah. With a few words on it that remind yeah. you to not to pray, but at the same time to make it Meaningful. a real conversation. Yeah. As opposed to yeah, um, being really repetitive. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, if anybody listening has a really good idea on how to have a stack in a way that helps me eat better. Email us at our brand new email. <laughs> Probably something like, yeah, what's our, what's our new email? Our new, we the made know. an email. It's called Topical Brainstorm Pod. Pod, P-O-D, yeah. At gmail.com. We'll also take book suggestions. Yeah. Or uh, birthday shout outs, you know, if you want. We can't promise that we're going to be consistent or do it on time, but if you want us to wish someone happy birthday, I guess we can do that. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> Uh, I, I'd like to check this thing at least once a week. So yeah, that's a good maybe idea. when we upload, <laughs> we can make that a habit. When we upload our episode, or when we yeah, I think that's a good habit. Okay, <laughs> habit let's, stack. Let's go for it. <laughs> I was thinking maybe it's when I exercise, I then, you know, eat a meal right after that. And that way I can plan that meal out, make sure it's healthy, make sure it's got more protein than sugar. And I don't know. I'm just I'm just well, spitballing here. Is it your meals? Because for me, it's not my meals that are problems. It's my snacking. Yeah, but I think I agree. I'm in the same boat. But I think if you eat a good hearty meal and yeah. drink water, it reduces the urge or the cue to snack yeah i'd maybe not the cue i agree with that the craving anyway i don't know gotta gotta spend some time thinking about that one yeah not on air because it's just embarrassing (laughs) yeah so habit scorecard habit stacking i find those good i haven't been able to successfully well i can't think of anything that i've successfully stacked on top of something else so, I'll uh, I'll have to give that one a try. This yeah. next chapter was one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, it's called "Motivation Is Overrated." Environment often matters more. So, one big thing that he talks about is the fact that 
motivation. Like people in our society, in our culture, think that if you can't do something, it's just because you're, you're. What did he say? He didn't. He didn't say. He said like weak. Uh, I wrote it down. Morally, not morally. People think. No, where'd I write it down? Shoot. They they think you're <laughs> they think you're lesser if you have something like this, like some sort of issue, whether it's overeating or um yeah, they think disciplined. You, yeah, yeah, they think it's a lack of self-discipline. That's what it is. They think you're not disciplined, which I have that you know, preconceived notion as well about certain people that I know. I just think, oh, they're just not disciplined. They don't work hard enough. They don't blah, blah, blah. Like our old roommate Tanner. (laughs) Uh, Tanner worked so hard. (laughs) He's the opposite. Yeah. He's the guy who doesn't need this book. Yeah. Um, But in reality, it's really just their environment that matters. And he backs that up with a study that was done back in Vietnam where they found that some crazy number, I think it was 65% of Vietnam veterans were addicted to heroin while they were in Vietnam. And then when they came home, 9 out of 12 veterans kicked the habit immediately overnight just because of that change in environment where heroin wasn't readily available. And nine, nine out of ten. Nine That's out of ten. Fixture statistic. There. Oh shoot! Nine out of ten. That's even better. Well, nine out of twelve is. It's like it's three out of four. So. Yeah, seventy-five percent. Yeah. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. And then to add on to that, success of rehab for people who go to rehab and then come back to their same environment is only ten percent. So the exact opposite. Ninety percent fail. Yeah. Which is just crazy to me because. We can rehab people all we want, but it's just so ineffective because of that. They just go back to their same environment, and it's like me trying to not eat popcorn at work, you know? Like, the popcorn's just there. If I don't stop going into that room or break that machine somehow, I'm going to keep eating popcorn. Break it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a big takeaway is how big of an impact your environment has on your success, on your discipline. And you look at people who seem really disciplined and seem like they have a bunch of self-control and really, well, I think what he says in here is really disciplined people live in a way that that makes it so they don't have to use self-control. Yeah. Because they've made decisions in the past that limit their choices now and make it so they can't eat the popcorn, they can't drink the soda, whatever, because they didn't buy it in the first place. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I wouldn't say that they can't do those things. They just live in a way where it's not a temptation. Yeah. Like, they can't... They separate... They separate the bad habit from themselves, so they have time to think about it before. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, if yeah. you have soda in your fridge compared to driving to Maverick... You're way more likely to give in if it's right. In if it's the in your fridge, and if you're trying to not drink soda, don't have any in your fridge. Yeah, it'll help you. Which is 
interesting because I, I've had this conversation with Michaela. A lot of times we'll go to a store, and while we're there, I'll buy a drink. And she's like, you know, we'd probably save a lot of money if we just bought a bunch of drinks. I don't know if that's true in the long run because I drink them very fast to the point where I just gain a lot of weight, which could cause a lot of medical. <laughs> like In the long, long run. Like, in the long, long run, <laughs> it could really hurt the wallet, you know? So I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's an argument to be made there. I don't want to. I don't exactly. <laughs> I don't want to study that, but yeah, I I really like that chapter. Yeah, and I think the next chapter is also very similar. It's again just about your environment, if I remember right. Yeah, oh, that's... I already kind of talked about the second chapter. The one other idea that I want to touch on that he talked about was the one space one use. Oh, yeah. Which, it helps, it just helps you keep organized in your brain and, and helps control the cues you have that, that develop action, that cause you to take action on things or cause you to break or make habits. And he talks about how you should have, if you have trouble sleeping, for example, don't spend time in your bed in the middle of the day. Don't spend time in your bed to read. Don't eat in your bed. Don't watch TV in your bed. Use your bed just for sleeping. And that strengthens or reinforces the idea, the connection in your brain, that when you lay down on your bed, it's time to sleep. And that will help you develop that habit. Or use the couch or the chair only for reading. Don't scroll on your phone when you're sitting in a certain chair. Don't watch TV, just read. And those things, having different spots in your house for different habits, helps you build those habits. Yeah. Um, I think that... I mean, I recently started doing that with the our, our guest bedroom. We have it set up, and there's a desk in there, and I've been reading there. I'll either read there or on the couch. I should stop reading on the couch because I also watch TV on the couch. But I've started reading in that room at that desk when the sun comes through that window, and it's all nice and warm, and it's nice. just super pleasant. So... And it's made my reading experience better. And I think, I mean, I've only done it for a few days, but I could see how a habit could be formed in that specific spot of reading. Uh, I think it's a good idea. One habit, one use. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that I struggle with. Because I now have a home office. I work from home. I study in the morning in there for my CPA tests. I do my push-ups in there now. I just do a lot of things in that room. So it's hard to... It's it's hard to make that distinction sometimes. And that's, something, that's another thing that I need to, to figure out. How to build a better system around that. But it's a really good idea. And the one thing we haven't really touched on is, is this, this whole section was about the law, make it obvious. And the flip side of that, if you're trying to break a bad habit, is to make it invisible, right? I think it's worth mentioning. And the one thing I've done that I can think of that really relates to that is, and I've talked about this in the past on this podcast, is just the amount of time I spent on my phone, which I feel like I've improved on recently, 
And one thing I've done is a lot of times when I get to my desk in the morning and I have time to study before I have to start working, a lot of times I'd be trying to like answer multiple choice questions and I'm just bored, right? So my phone's just sitting there. It's just so tempting to pick it up and read about sports or watch a video or whatever it is. And I've tried to just set it, and it's probably better to put it in a different room, but I've even just set it on the bookcase behind me, just out of sight, right? Invisible. And that's made a huge difference in the amount of time that I am able to focus on studying in the morning or at work, just studying, not studying, focusing on the work I'm doing, as opposed to getting distracted by needing to change the song on my on Spotify or whatever I'm doing, you know? Um, do, you, do you listen to music when you study? I listen to music a lot, sometimes podcasts, if I'm doing something like more um, automatic. Okay. Well, that's interesting, too, because when I, towards the latter end of my collegiate career, <laughs> I would listen to Lord of the Rings music or Harry Potter just because it's... Uh, instrumental. Yeah. I'd listen to that when I studied, which was really helpful because when I put that on, I just knew that it was time to study. But flip side, when I take tests, I really want to listen to that music and uh, I obviously couldn't. <laughs> so freaking testing center. And I like I've heard of students who will chew the same gum when they study yeah, when I've they heard, take tests I've heard about stuff like that before or they'll sit they'll find a place where the lighting is similar to that of the testing center lighting mm. and they'll study there which I oh, think is a good idea unconscious like, cues that yeah help you remember mm. stuff yeah and I've been listening to like instrumental like a focus instrumental or focus piano playlist on Spotify that's that someone made it's nice. And it's been kind of nice, but yeah, I'm not going to be able to listen to it when I take the test, so maybe I should be careful. <laughs> you should, honestly, you should chew like the same gum. I don't think I'm allowed to have gum. Really? Yeah, these testing centers for the CPA exam are They're kind crazy. of ridiculous. Yeah. Is it a Pearson Center? I don't think so. Yeah. It's a Prometric. Oh, okay. I don't, I've never heard of them, but yeah. anyway, uh, continue. Make it invisible. I think that was all I had to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very underrated thing, and I feel like that would benefit everybody because the average I, – I don't know if this is true, but I heard or read on the internet, so it has to be true, right? Yeah. That the average person spends like five hours a day on their phone. That's too much. Yeah. That's crazy. We should all just put our phone aside for a while and – try to live without it for a few hours every day you know yeah it's it's sometimes at night i you know i leave it in a room on purpose yeah. that i'm not gonna go in and it's always really nice it's just they've made phones too convenient everything is on there and yeah. social media just sucks you in and you just stare at your phone for hours and then tiktok you watch TikTok? I, I I don't have TikTok on my phone, but yeah. Kylie does, and we watch it together sometimes. I mean, they're funny. Some of them are really funny. It's, it's entertaining. Yeah. But they, those things are built to... Suck you in. Suck you in, keep you there. Yeah. 100%. So... Did you hear about the whole TikTok thing 
about, you know, it's like a China, it's a Chinese oh, platform. Oh, yeah, it's like owned by some Chinese <clears throat> company who and how the, the, the Chinese Communist Party is heavily involved. Yeah, like the algorithms in that they use here in the States promote the dumbest stuff, like dumb dances. Oh, yeah. And the algorithms in China promote, like, mathematic equations yeah. and scientific stuff. and. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it's genius. They're they're tearing us down, those yeah. Chinese government people. Not all the Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, their government is just nuts. They're welding people into their house. And we got to yeah. be careful because we still want this episode to air in China. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> we don't have any listeners in China. We actually had one. Really? We had one from, like... Beijing or Shanghai or something. Neat. So. Well, sorry to that guy because yeah. we're going to get banned. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. We're going to be blacklisted. We're not big enough to get banned. Uh, anyway, this has been a slightly disorganized episode. I don't know. I felt like it went pretty well. But uh, hopefully it was fun in its own way to listen to. Yeah. I, I had a good time. Me too. I'm satisfied. Thanks for listening, everybody.